and welcome back to Sea Red UK, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. Thank you very much. I think I've just about managed to catch up with myself today. It's been a bit of a manic one. Yeah, it's been a been a long one. <laughs> um, I didn't get much sleep after the game last night, and then I was at work at five, and yeah, still going now to get this done. But I think the adrenaline's just about wearing off now. <laughs> I think I'm I'm getting ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, ready for a back-to-back. Yeah, because, you know, we need that straight away, straight into a back-to-back after an away <laughs> game like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought pre-season had sorted us out, but I definitely feel rusty after last night in terms of lack of sleep and just trying to get everything done, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we've not really been eased in gently. It's been a real case of thrown in at the deep end and it's single swim, so... I reckon, I reckon we'll stay afloat. What do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the good thing is we've got a Bulls win to talk about. And Absolutely. one that I don't think any of us was expecting, to be honest. I don't think many Bulls fans was expecting, if they were honest with themselves. No. And obviously, we dropped an episode last night that touched on Zach not playing uh, last night and potentially tomorrow night. So, we're not going to dwell on that. Um, obviously, like I say, we got the dub against Heat. We won 116-108. Uh, Caruso actually got the start in place of Zach, which yep. we kind of did discuss a little bit last night. Um, I guess it was the right decision in the end. Um, just a quick rundown of the game. Kind of felt like nothing had changed in the first. Yeah. Um, as I keep alluding to. Um, I mean, I'll run down by quarters and then we'll have a, put our own opinions across. Obviously, first quarter, we just couldn't seem to stop Tyler Hero. Um, he just seemed to be hitting threes all the time. And uh, we lost the first one 28, uh, 33-28. Uh, my light's just gone off. <laughs> um, and then in the second, we well enter the dragon, Goran Dragic hitting four, four threes. I think he finished four or five for the night. Um, we won that one thirty-one twenty-six, and then I think that made us. We were tied at the half. Then weren't tied we? at half. Yeah, tied at half. And then King of the Fourth, Demar Derozan, become King of the Third, and as he dropped nineteen points in the third after a pretty disappointing first half. Yeah, what did he have um, in the first half? Was it eight or nine points, something like that? Nine, I think it was yeah, up to half. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously he went off in the third, and we ended up winning that one thirty-seven twenty-seven, and we in the fourth, it just went uh, crazy in the fourth. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. I think we went about four minutes without hitting a bucket. Yeah. And we eventually lost the fourth quarter, 22-20. But on the grand scheme of things, we, obviously that third quarter, just outdid anything they was ever going to do. Yes. Um, 
you know, I mean, we lost the last one by two, the first one by five, but when we were winning them, they were by five and ten. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, we come out, we seem to come out very flat, and the same issues that we keep alluding to in pre-season and last season seem to be there. No defensive intensity, not closing out on the threes, not hitting threes. We couldn't actually yeah. seem to hit anything to start with. Even the easy layups from Io just seemed to rim out, and you know it was just like, what's going on? Yeah, um, you know. And I think at that point I was sarcastically saying, "We need Andre Drummond to come on, so we've got someone who can hit a three. <laughs> and obviously, that's when Dragic stepped up. <laughs> yes, which he was the man. I don't know if he was trying to, you know ball out for the fans in Miami or what but if that's yeah. the drive that you're going to get then happy days with that one well yeah I mean it's often the case isn't it when a, when a player comes up against their old team they tend to, to find a whole other level yeah and, uh, and Dragic definitely did that when he first came onto the court yeah I mean I, if you go back to last season we'd have been absolutely out of that game at half time oh completely and would you we never really seemed out of it considering how poor we were playing in the first yeah you know to only go in five points down the way we were playing was just we just couldn't seem to get anything going in that first but then all of a sudden I don't know what it was um, just all changed and Obviously, we eventually walked away with the dub, which will definitely take. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, t- to be fair, I think uh, a big kind of reason as to why we hung on in there a bit and stayed kind of just on their shoulder was Vooch had Bam's number. Yeah, Bam was very poor last night, very uncharacteristically poor as well. Yeah. And also Dwayne Dedman, who last mm-hmm. last season seemed to get the better of Ooch, just didn't seem to get going at all. Yeah. Um. And just trying to think what else there was that happened really, but I mean I've got a few stats, team stats wrote down, and that's one thing that I did I wanted to say is. We kind of alluded to last night that without Zach, it was going to be, it was you know over to you, Demar, and obviously ultimately it was. Yeah, totally. However, to me that was a team win. It wasn't a Demar win. You know, yeah, without Demar there, we wouldn't have won. But without the rest of the team, we wouldn't have been in a position where Demar's performance helped us win. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know because. Demar was pretty much non-existent in the first half, I felt. And then, like I say, he seemed to put his crown back on in the third and went off and and he um, matched another MJ record or something for the only Bulls player. Yeah, you know, so seems like a bit of a reincarnation of MJ for us, doesn't he, at the minute? Which uh, I'm sure every Bulls fan is happy to take any element of Michael Jordan <laughs> in a player in a Bulls jersey. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, 
the stats I've got down, um, I just kind of tried to cover some of the main ones. Um, three points, because obviously that's a big thing. We can't seem to stop them and we can't seem to score them. However, we actually put up 36 and hit 13 of them, whereas they put up 28 and hit 12. So obviously they had a better percentage than us. However, I was quite shocked reading that one because it didn't seem like... I know we were, seemed to be bricking everything, but didn't think we'd have scored more than them on it. It's not the way Tyler Hero started and yeah, Struess well, was coming was off just, the bench as well. I was just going to say, I'd say a good 80% of those three-pointers were by Hero anyway. <laughs> he just seemed to be, and... in the first quarter in particular, he just seemed to be hitting every single three-pointer he threw up. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. I mean, in the first quarter, he was, we just couldn't stop him. And then no. he just seemed to disappear. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. <laughs> um, and the next one, free throws. It seemed like every time they went anywhere near us, especially Jimmy Butler, obviously flopping all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemed to be getting to the line a lot. However, we both put up, or had 28 free throws. They got 22, we got 21. So pretty even on that. We out-rebounded them 57 to 51, which that's a good sign because last year we couldn't out-rebound anybody. Definitely take that stat. Definitely. Blocks, we got six, they got two. And steals, we got 12, they got six. So defensively, we obviously managed to turn it on and hands everywhere. And transition scoring off the, the steals and the blocks was pretty good. I don't have a stat for it or, you know, exact figures yeah, on I it, but it seemed like we either converted or got to the free throw line on, on every uh, transition from defense to offense. Yeah, I did see that look at the stats and they weren't as um, obvious as you'd think from what I remember. There okay. wasn't a lot of... Um, Points off turnovers and uh, not points off turnovers, like fast break points or anything like that. I think it was quite even, to be fair. Okay. Quite low. Um, I mean, turnovers. Well, I'll, I'll ask you before I get into it. Who, who would you think had more turnovers going off the game or what we saw? Um, for the Bulls? I don't know. Uh, probably I'd go with. Maybe Io he had it had it the most or uh, AC they were carrying the ball the most I think. Yeah, I think it was AC player wise. Um, we actually only had fourteen turnovers to their nineteen. Okay. Which again, that's better than last year because we kept seemed to sort of yeah. put a lot more than any other team. I mean, and... it felt like in the, was it in the fourth quarter? It felt like we were getting a you know quite a few steals and and and. Um, Forced turnovers, so that doesn't surprise me drastically. Yeah, and then points off turnovers, we only got 12 and they got 17. Okay. So, we were obviously forcing the turnovers with the blocks and steals, etc. Yeah. But they were capitalising when they were making us do it, so... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say before we go into any individual performances. Um, no, I, I just, um, I, I really felt like 
as each quarter went on, and this was kind of the case in pre-season towards the back end as well, as each quarter went on, we got more and more set and more and more comfortable as a team. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to touch on that when we go on to the individuals, that they seemed to grow into the game. and Yeah. What they were doing in the first, they weren't doing in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it seemed anyway. Which uh, is in stark contrast to what we'd become accustomed to last year and previous years as well. When when things weren't quite going the right way, when the ref calls were going against us or the shots weren't falling or the opposition felt like they were hitting everything, the heads would go down and they were out of the game already. They were beaten. That didn't happen yeah. last night. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times last year we seemed to come out flat to start and then also come out flat in the third. Yeah. And obviously in the, th- the third, we that's where we won it, was in the third. Um, I mean, as for the uh, some of the refereeing decisions, they were pretty shocking both ends, to be fair. They were. Um, and in the fourth, I think they did lose control of it slightly and yeah that's when it started going a bit crazy and nobody really knew what was going on (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean if you've got nothing else as a team we'll move on to the individuals yeah yeah I'm good Um, as if you've listened before you're probably all aware we pick a bull of the game um, in our live threads and last night it went to Ayo Um. I don't think anybody kind of disagrees with it, but towards the end of the game, we were kind of veering towards Demar just because of (laughs) what he was doing. But I think we both decided with Ayo that he was just, he was consistent. Like we said, Demar seemed to come out a little bit quiet in the first half, whereas Ayo just had the same level all the way through the game, really. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, if he puts up these stat, sort of stat lines every game, then I think we're going to be pretty happy. I mean, he finished 17 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, one block. He was seven of 14 on his field goals and three of six on his threes. Um, so obviously 50% all round. Um, yeah. But what stood out for me in particular was his composure, his leadership and ultimately his basketball skill. You know, he yeah. just he looks a different player to what we had last year as well. He a, a better player at that. Um, you know, obviously the thing that I've re-highlighted on the socials today is in the fourth when we just said it was going a little bit chaotic and Drummond was kind of throwing people all over the place and losing his head and undoing all the good work that Drummond had actually done. Um, yeah. It was Ayo that went up to him and said, pull your head out your ass. You know, you, you've just got a tech for no reason and stuff like that. And we saw it a lot last year when he was pulling Damar away as well. Yes. You know, and the fact that these players don't look at him as a rookie and, you know, there, there might be words said in the dressing room afterwards or whatever, but, you know, on the court, they just yeah right head down and crack on again 
Yeah. You know, I mean, before all of that, Billy should maybe have pulled Drummond off a bit earlier because it was going a little bit chaotic. But, you know, that's a different story. Um, but, no, I mean, we kind of called Ayo as the player of the game in the third, just as Damar was starting to <laughs> take off, really, which is why we were then veering towards Damar. But, yeah, I think ultimately Ayo's shown why he's got that starting point guard role and that is probably going to be a starting point guard for a few or at least in contention for it for a few years to come yeah I mean it's like you say that the thing that stands out for me more than anything else is the way he carries himself on the court but he, he doesn't just carry himself he is prepared to try and pass that level of composure over to anybody else on the team whoever they are it doesn't matter whether they're the the superstar like Demar last season or the new the new guy that's walked through the door in Andre Drummond. He's prepared to go up to them and calm them down and and try and get them to regain their composure. And this is coming yeah. from a guy who's, you know, he's only played one year of professional basketball and and he's only just started his first game named as a starting point guard. I mean, it's just he's he's is something else. He's going to be. He's going to be the future of this franchise. Yeah, I mean, just sort of quick maths off the top of my head. You know, when Drummond first come in and was at sort of Io stage, Io Io would have been twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's there, you know, and it's even worse with Demar, isn't it? When Demar first come in, Io would have been what eight, something like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he's talking to these like. He's in. He's well. He's the leader of them. Yeah. It's just, and the fact that they're willing to accept it as well, I think, says a lot about them more than anything. Yes. You know, the definitely. fact that they are allowing him to be that guy, and as we've said in the preseason, and when all this was going about, who gets it? The well, this, the whole P will thing. We said they're trying to develop Io at the same time as develop P will. And which one's more important? And ultimately, this season it's Io. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've got not else to say on Io unless you have. No, um, he just really, really impressed me last night. Really, really did. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we can't not highlight Demar. He finished thirty-seven points, six rebounds, nine assists, two steals, one block, and he was. 14 of 22 field goals and he actually hit two of three threes yeah. and disappointingly he only hit seven of 11 free throws so I'm sure he was probably on the court afterwards throwing <laughs> um, 200 up or whatever he does <laughs> I'm just waiting to see the footage of that yeah he's definitely yeah. you could see yeah. even I think it was his last free throw that he missed Um, he, he kind of threw the hands up at himself a little bit as if to say what, what were you doing <laughs> you know he was annoyed at himself yeah, you know, he knew he should be doing better from the stripe. Yeah, I mean him and Ayo actually both got the most minutes around about thirty six. Thirty six minutes, um, and that's it. He was quiet in the first start, or it's not quiet. That's maybe the wrong word. It just it just wasn't happening for him. You know, it's not like he wasn't on the court. He was, but it just it wasn't happening for him. It didn't seem to be happening for Bulls. 
Yeah, um, no, a lot of his, shorts, his shots were coming up short, actually. Yeah, They're and then all of a sudden, he just turns it on, doesn't he? And yeah. picks when he's going to get fouled. Not not in the way that Jimmy Butler does. He he don't flop. He just is very good at drawing the contact, isn't he? Yeah, well, he just punched oh, the ball 57 pick. times. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and there were some really tough shots that he was actually putting up as well. And second half, they just seemed to fall for him. I would say yeah, 19 I points in the third was just incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we've said, we don't particularly want DeMar to be doing that this year. But if he is doing it, we want everybody else to be stepping up. And ultimately, last night, everybody did. Not and quite everybody. that brings me on to the that. third player that I wanted to highlight, which is Vooch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the third one is Vooch because we need him to be consistent and you know we've said he was the best player in the playoffs he was the best player in pre-season we jokingly said he needed to get his double doubles um, and obviously he went out and did that last night he got 15.17 rebounds but it didn't look like he was having one of them nights especially as with everybody in the first half nothing was falling for him I think no. um I mean, the fact that he finished with 15 points was a bit of testament to him, really, because he, he just wasn't even making the ones in the paint, his little hook shots and bunny shots, you know. No, he was um, 5 of 13 from, from the field. Yeah, and was it, was it 1 of 5 or what? 1 of 6 from 3? 1 of 5 from 3, but by God, the one he hit was important. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, you know. <laughs> It was quite far out as well, wasn't he? It was yeah. sort of on the, you know, um, like not quite at the sort of logo, but um, it was quite far out and it just straight in and it was a really important part of the game. It was, they were kind of coming back into it in the fourth and I think that ultimately killed them off. Yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was his defence that impressed me last night again. And yes. the sort of manner of his rebounding, he wasn't just like last year. A lot of the time, he just seemed to stand there and hope the ball come to him, and that was how he was getting his rebounds. Whereas last, he seemed to be going out for him last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were the three players for me that kind of stood out. Um, I don't know if you've got any more on them. Uh, yeah, no, nothing major to add um, other than their their plus minuses, which um, surprisingly for me, Vooch was actually the highest. He was a plus 16. Um, then Io was at plus 15 and DeMar was plus 13, you know, which just yeah. goes to show that the, the three of them, all three of them uh, had massive impact when they were on the floor. Yeah, I mean, obviously we said we needed somebody to step up in the absence of Zach, and I think it was Ayo that stepped up, to be fair. Yeah. You know, and I imagine when Zach comes back, their points and everything and their usage more than anything drops slightly, which, but if they can carry on putting up them sort of numbers and then you add Zach into it, it's going to be quite scary. <laughs> 
it's going to be well, yeah. well if it all, if it all gels and and merges well and merges right then we're going to start making the same kind of a uh, impact on the east as we did at the start of last season and i don't think anybody expected that from the bulls obviously a very small sample size for only one game no. in but i'm just saying i'm just saying if it continues that way then all of a sudden, we yeah. have to be back in the conversation again. Yeah. And that kind of, well, just co- quickly cover Caruso because obviously he was in the starting lineup. It was, it was a yeah. typical night from him, wasn't it? You know, his body was everywhere. Yeah. Didn't have the best looking stat line, but it was a bit of everything. Um, his shot just wasn't there last night at all, but. Ultimately, it's not really what he's out there for. He was out there to get in the passing lanes, disrupt the, their offence, and that's what he did. And he did it very well. Yeah. I, I, I ain't got any stats for him wrote down, but... I do, if you want me to oh, run through them. It was the steals I was going to go for. Um, Two steals. I, I, I can't remember how much, Which is, looks poor, but how many times when they were throwing the ball around did he get his hands in and he just he just couldn't collect it in you know he was just yeah. tipping passes all over the place wasn't he he was and disrupting them. that's what yeah and that's what we want to see from him and you know I don't think he played poorly um, he just no, he, he shot poorly but apart from that he played well yeah do you know he got, he got six I mean, points five rebounds four assists two steals um, he was only two of ten from the field, uh, which is twenty percent, and one of six from three point, which is sixteen point seven percent. And he only hit fifty percent of his three throws. He was one of two. But yeah, which it actually you would think was quite a poor stat line, but then you look at his plus minus rating, and he was plus nine. So that yeah. yeah. that says it all. Like when you see a stat line like that. And then he's still plus nine when he's on the floor. He's obviously doing something. Yeah. And the other starter we'll ignore for now, which yeah. last yeah. night wasn't hard to do. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. So we'll move on to the bench unit because we've said all along that having a strong bench this year is going to be majorly beneficial to us. And I think that was proved last night when we only actually had four players coming off the bench, which yeah. meant that there was, what, DJJ and Dale and Terry, I think were the only ones who you maybe thought could have got some minutes but didn't. Yeah. Um. Obviously the rest were sort of cost us guy that just seems to hang around the team that nobody knows who he is and um, Malcolm Hill were there weren't they yeah yeah. they just didn't, no. didn't get any I don't know why they keep carrying that seven, seven foot white guy around with him when he's not 
there's obviously a reason behind it. <laughs> I, I reckon that he's there to carry the bags. I did see yeah. him get quite excited at one point last night, though. Yeah, it was the only sighting I did get of him. <laughs> I think he nearly fell over the chair in front of him, like, as he stood up. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know when Windy City season starts, but I'd imagine he's going to be straight down there when it does. I, I would figure we won't be seeing him uh, <laughs> getting as many splinters on the Bulls bench no. once the Windy City, when Windy City season starts. Yeah, he'll be... And uh, obviously... Tony Bradley as well, I forgot about, was another one that didn't feature, which, again, is not a great shame. And How could you possibly potent- forget about Tony Bradley? <laughs> potentially by what? Uh, back end of next week, he's could be waived? Yeah, yeah. Potentially. We're not saying he's going to be, but yeah. yeah. So, obviously, we'll get back to the players that did actually play. Um, well, I don't know if you want to run with this bit, because you've done a bit more prep on these than I have, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll just run over the the stat lines quickly if you want, and then um, there's not a whole lot to say really. Uh, Javante um, was was the best of the four of them, really. He gave us 18 minutes, six points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. Same as usual. He came on just when things were looking a little bit kind of flat, and provided a spark um, straight away. I mean, he was he was barely on the court, and he made that pass to Vooch, I think, cutting at the baseline. Yeah. And um, and that kind of lifted the energy then straight away off the back of that. Um, shot one of two field goals, uh, 50%. Uh, missed his only three-point attempt and shot four or four from the stripe. Uh, ended up actually getting six personal fouls and fouling out in the end. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, which is quite good going in 18 minutes, but he uh, got the only positive rating uh, in a plus minus out of all of the um, the bench players, he was plus eight. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to touch on him as slightly, you know, everyone knows he's, he's my guy. And it was, it, I don't think he, he had a bad night, he just had a pretty average night, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, he, obviously he wasn't there to put the stat, he, he kind of, I mean, some of the fouls that he got called were just ridiculous. To be fair, they, were, you know, they were. maybe shouldn't have been. Um, but like you say, he was that spark plug, you know. Yeah. And I think he basically was going out there to show P. Will what to do. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised actually if that that was his mentality going into it. I mean, he certainly tried to to kill Deadman at one point. Yeah, I was going to say that was one of my highlights. I mean, it's a shame he didn't end up getting it in, but. When he oh, turned, he well, tried Ooh. to turn Deadman into Deadman. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I think, to be fair as well, it, it, it didn't look fully fit. He seemed a little bit slow getting up at times. and Yeah, I wonder if the hit pointer is bothering him a little bit yeah. more than he's letting on. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's what he's going to do coming off the bench, then apart from the fouling out, then... Mm. What we need from him, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll let you uh, carry on with the rest of them, no? Yeah, well, the rest of them I'll fly through fairly quickly anyway. Um, Kobe, uh, twenty-four minutes, ten points, two rebounds, uh, no assists, one steal, no blocks. Four of eleven from the field, thirty-six point four percent. Two of seven from three-point range, twenty-eight point six percent. But the two that he hit again, like um, 
like the one we were saying earlier on from Vooch, they came at really important times, to be fair. Yeah. And they they were three-pointers that made an impact. Um, yeah. And he had one turnover, and his plus-minus rating was actually a flat rate zero. Yeah, one his turnover, a bit of a strange one. He kind of, like, jumped out of court, didn't he, or something? Yeah, he, he actually he done a step back to take a three and got called for stepping out of the court. <laughs> Which... It's just that's a bit typical Kobe, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was I wide mean, open, too. I mean, I, it was annoying me. Well, he was annoying me to start with. I was missing the wide open threes and stuff like that. But then when you're going on the socials and they're like, he needs to be sat and never play in the Bulls jersey again and all this, it's like, you know, come on, it's first game of the season. <laughs> He's not... <sighs> Although he wasn't hitting his shots, I don't think he was playing poor. No, he wasn't terrible. As the game went on, he got better. Yeah. And, I mean, if he can put up, what is it, 10 points? 10 points. If he can improve that to 15 every game coming off the bench, I'm yeah, happy I'll take with that. that. I'll take that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not out on anybody at the minute, as we'll get into, I'm sure, in a minute. But Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, moving on then to the next next person, uh, we've got Drummond. Drum- I don't know, I don't really know what to say about Drummond last night because, I mean, there were moments where I was like, yeah, this is great. And then there were moments where I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was like, we've got the Drummond that we want and then we've got the Drummond that we feared we were getting. Right, and, and it was a real kind of blend and you know it wasn't consistent either either kind of side of him really we were getting both sides of the coin kind of one after another over and over yeah. again um, i mean he did have that one highlight the steal and the, the breakaway and then going a bit air drummond as he slammed it down like yeah but... exactly and and I, the only thing i was disappointed about that was he didn't give us the uh the old v sign on the way but <laughs> it was a prime prime opportunity but, yeah um, yeah, he played just under 15 minutes and gave us nine points, which, you know, we'll take that. Um, five rebounds, which is what he's there to do. Uh, he got an assist. He got a steal, which is one we just talked about there. Um, he got a block. He was two of seven from the field, 28.6%. Um, he did have a crack at a three, but missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was five of five from the free throw line, which is way above his career average. Um, got four personal fouls. But, and this is, I mean, that stat line all sounds pretty impressive, but his plus minus score is minus eight, which um, which just goes to show that he was obviously doing some stuff that wasn't beneficial to the team when he was on the floor. Yeah. Um, which is what we're kind of trying to explain in, in saying that you were getting to the, both sides of the coin. He's it it a real kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type character last night, I found. Yeah, he seemed to... Go a little bit Tristan Thompson mm. rather than. I mean, he's still better than Tony Bradley. So he's still, he's still better than every other backup centre that we have. He is definitely <laughs> a, a marked improvement on every other backup centre. And I did find that when Vooch was put on the bench to rest, I wasn't as worried. No, as I as I have been. Um. So that's something, 
at least. I and mean, it's game game one. He can only go up, right? Like, yeah, and I think the thing is, he's coming in in that second unit. And I mean, I'll throw it to you, but the the thing is, he's got that link and that chemistry with Goran already. He does, that, you know. So obviously, I'll let you talk about Goran now with that, but. Yeah, but yeah, no, they do. They definitely they linked up. We saw it in preseason as well. The, 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 the two... first thing they did when they come on was Goran lobbed it up to him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he and he got the. No, I didn't actually think he was going to get it, but he he did. He he just reached up for it and he got he got the uh, he got the oop off him. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know yourself, anything like that when when things are a bit flat, it injects something into the team. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what Dragic did when he came on last night. He was the spark plug that Javante normally is, but he was just kind of there, just ahead of Javante this time, and provided that same spark, that same kick that we were lacking. And, yeah, and I, I have to say now, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go on about Dragic a bit further in a second, but just in general, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, to me, he was a stabilising factor. He was. He really was. I mean, he came on and he just seemed to... He made a couple of quick plays, which we'll get into in a sec. Um, one of which being that Drummond uh, alley-oop. And it just kind of... I don't know. It was almost like a defibrillator. He gave everybody a little shock and, and, and brought them round. Which is probably and, what we thought he was going to need at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing, yeah. After that first game, he looked like he needed it, but he's been better since. But, I um, mean, obviously, we were saying last night, was, was he going to go back to Eurobasket goal and, and get his 19 points? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, got, he finished with, what was it, 12 points, I think is what he got. Um, yeah, all threes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, actually, in fact... All of them were threes, yeah. Yeah, it was four or five, one from three. Four or five from three, eighty percent, yeah. Um, no rebounds, two assists, two steals, um, no blocks, and um, he was actually bad from the, from the line. He missed both free throws that he got, uh, one turnover, and his rating was minus nine, which actually was the one that surprised me because it felt like he had much more of a positive impact on the team when he was there. Now maybe that's just because of the unit he was with or what I don't know, but yeah, he, um... I mean, to me this is why I don't read a lot into the stats, especially you know that because I mean I don't know about you, but I don't pay any attention to the box score until well after the match. Yeah, yeah no, normally... for me it's when I'm trying to post certain things on the socials and stuff like that. That's the first time I look at it really, yeah. apart from what comes up through the broadcast. Yeah, and. Yeah. So I, I judge the players on what I'm watching, and then when, like you say, when he's a minus nine, you think, surely not. You know, he was having more of an impact than that. Yeah, definitely felt like he was having more of an impact than that. The eye test didn't seem to match the score. The the, the uh, I mean, if he minus to me, if he has that impact for the rest of the season moving forward, and continues to be a minus nine, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I mean? I'll take I'll take it. <laughs> If he can come in and hit four threes, but yeah, and be a minus nine, then yeah, whatever. Well, Rock to on. be fair, he only had his feet set for for three of them. Yeah, that first one was. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was a prayer, 
an acrobat shot, a miracle. I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> it, I mean, I still, I've watched it several times back and I still can't work out exactly how he threw it. I mean, it's just, it's almost like his, he was falling backwards like he was about to recline into a chair and he just like lobbed it one handed <laughs> over his head and it went in but um yeah anyway um we'll t- we'll take it we'll take a bit of luck for sure but that's but, that's it that's everyone that played yeah i mean i've got a few things from from miami just that i wanted to point out and that was uh jimmy Ended up going 14 from 16 at the free throw line. So, goes to show what sort of game he was having. Um, Tyler Hero was actually only four from eight at threes, even though it seemed like he was everything, you know. Still 50%. Um, Yeah. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I can't even remember seeing him out there, to be fair. I think Ayo locked him up pretty well. Yeah, he did. yeah, it was just this little guy running around in a heat jersey. That was it. But it was Max Struess. He's a bit of a bulls killer, isn't he? 22 yeah. points off the bench and he was five of seven from three. Yeah. And that that last year, that would have killed us. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think, I think if I remember rightly from the game, he was the only one kind of hitting threes later in the game for Miami. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, just quick sort of summarise. Obviously, like I say, we started flat. We entered the Dragon. He went off. Damar picked it up. And then the fourth just went crazy. But the one thing that really stood out to me, we got 37 points off our bench from four players. And they got 40 from five. And last year, that would have been nowhere near that. Not even close. I mean, weren't there times where we weren't even getting double figures from the bench? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Single, single, and that could been could have been from five or six players off the bench and still only getting single digits. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I'll be keeping an eye on moving forward. As I've said, that was my highlight of pre-season was the bench unit. So yeah. So yeah, that'll I'll throw it over you to you then for the uh, Pockhog Dogs. Yeah. So our first Pog Hog Dog of the regular season. Um, I do think maybe we need to change it up to Pog Dog Hog so we don't end up finishing up on a negative. But um, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll stick with it for now. Uh, so player of the game, as we've already mentioned, we mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, we gave it to Io, but I mean, it, it's a toss-up between Io and Damar, really. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people watching the game would, would probably turn around and say it has to be Damar. She 37 points and um and I wouldn't have much of an argument with that person at all but no. um I do you think kind of that, expect it from Demar that's the thing I think that's a lot of the time Demar doesn't get player of the game just purely because you're like oh well it's just Demar being Demar you know yeah. as opposed to wow he hit 37 points you know yeah but um it's it's like we've said on a previous pod and we were saying it last night as well he's like a ninja do you know, you, Demar. Oh, what has he got? Like, yeah, three points. Okay, yeah, right. You know, a few minutes later, you look at it. Oh, Demar's got nineteen points. How the hell did that happen? Do you know, yeah. it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's just so easy for him. It yeah. really, really is. So I think a lot of the time that he uh, he kind of gets dismissed as a result of that. Um, but 
Io has stepped up, is now the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls, and he's a kid from Chicago and yeah. did not disappoint the year. Yeah. You know, he was just, it was just remarkable, I think. Yeah. Do you know? And um, great, great feels going forward now that, yeah. now that he's there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we stay, we'll stick with IO for player of the game, but definitely special mention or mentions to Demar. Yeah. So highlight of the game, then I'll uh, I'll let you throw out what your uh, highlight of the game was before I go through what I've got written down. Yeah, I mean there ended up being quite a few. Um, I was going to go with that Goran lob to Drummond. Yeah, but in the end, I went with Demar's dunk. Yes, where that's the top of my list as well. Yeah, you know, Ayo's kind of he's got it at sort of the edge of the paint, and he does like a little spin and just drops yeah. it off to Demar, who's coming through like a gazelle <laughs> or something, and <laughs> it's steam train just, going through. Yeah, just collects it and takes off and slams it down and. I think that come at, I mean, that was that sort of injection that we needed again, wasn't it? You know, yeah. we needed him back out there, and then he come out, and that's what he did. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my highlight of the game. Yeah, it was the top of my list as well. The IO pass to Demar for the flying dunk. Um, I also had the pass from Javante to the baseline cut and Vooch, and yeah. um, I had to give mention to Dragic's pr- prayer from the three point line. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. The yeah. IO path to Demar. So that brings us on to the one. one. <laughs> uh, yeah. That brings us on to the one player that we didn't mention um, through our player reviews there, as the disappointment of the game. And as yeah. much as it pains me to say it, it was a very non-existent Patrick Williams. Yeah, I kind of felt like I saw more of Marco than I did P. Will last night. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Yeah. The only thing I remember P. Will doing was, did he, was it in the third where he, he finally hit his first bucket? Yeah. And then straight away went to the rim again and it was like, oh, yeah. he's here. Yeah. And then he and then wasn't. Gone. <laughs> you know, and... <sighs> Don't want to be down on him because it's it's just frustrating more than anything because you know that he's got it in there to do, but yeah, it's like he can't be bothered. Well, I don't know what it is. He can't be bothered, and like I say, when Javante stepped in, it was as if he was trying to show him, "Look, this is what you need to do. This is how the Bulls fans want you to play." And I kind of said that. I agreed with him getting the starting role at the four for the Miami game to help Vooch out. But he didn't. <laughs> that was the thing. He might as well have been sat with Marco all game because he did as much as Marco. And I mean, I'm not out on him like the rest of the like Bulls Nation seems to be at the minute where it's, you know, don't play him again for the rest of the year. And, we should have traded him last year and all that. You know, it, it's game one. I don't know if 
yeah, I just don't know what it is with him. It, it, it's just, it's frustrating. It is. Really frustrating. Because, yeah, all right, it was against the G League team, but we saw what he can do against Bucks in pre-season. But why does it have to come against that level of opposition? That's the annoying thing, because in his rookie year, we were seeing it from time to time against the best in the league. Yeah. Especially on the defensive end. That Definitely. And like I said the other day, if he went up against someone like Yanis and put up no points, hardly any stats, whatever, but he was key on defence, you could say he was the player of the game. But he's got to be key on defence if he's not doing anything offensively. Yeah, I mean, he he, he wasn't there offensively or defensively last night. He, he just wasn't there. But yet he played no. 28 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And like I say, I remember him doing two things. Yeah. And that was it. He wasn't, it was as if he wasn't even trying to rebound at times. You know what I mean? That, yeah, he only got two rebounds. Which, yeah, is just... I mean, when you got Ayo, was it six rebounds for Ayo? Uh, Ayo got six rebounds. AC got five rebounds. Vooch got 17 rebounds, DeMar got six rebounds, and P. Will got two. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he gets the start tomorrow. I don't think, I don't know if it really matters if he gets the start or not, to be fair, if he's going to play like that. Yeah. Um, something's got to change and sharpish for me. Definitely. Because... He's already, he already seems to have lost the majority of Bulls Nation and yeah. I think he's very close to losing the rest if he carries on the way he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time time to shit or get off the pot, I think. Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, we've like you've said, we've finished on a disappointment there, which... I know, we, need to, the, we need to change it around. Yeah. <laughs> after the game, you know, obviously, like we said, the adrenaline, the, the hype of it's all wearing off of it now, but... No, I'm happy with how they played in general and yeah, that takes us on to tomorrow. And I think tomorrow's maybe a bigger game now because it makes it more important to get a win. Otherwise, beating a team like Miami is a bit pointless, really. Because if well, you looked at the three fixtures at the start, this was the one where you think we'll get a dub. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. I mean, we don't know what we're going to have to deal with with, with Cleveland on on um, Saturday night so yeah I mean this, this is the one to take obviously like I say we've got Wizards tomorrow it's a midnight tip off for us yeah. here in the UK um, so tomorrow Saturday I'll be on a classic yeah obviously they won their opener last night against Pacers uh, 114 to 107 so obviously we're both going in 1-0 and, oh, and Quick look at the box score. Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma both put up 20-plus points. I think Pozingas was about 15 and 10, I think. And okay. I think Daniel Gafford was 12 and 7 off the bench. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's not really a lot to say because obviously the more will come out tomorrow with regards to lineups and stuff like that, but like I say, there's one game we were both kind of maybe expecting the dub, so has that changed for you or 
No, it hasn't changed for me at all. Um, I certainly had that down as the one to win. Um, I was hoping that maybe we might come out of these uh, first three games two and one. Uh, but now I've got a little bit of hope three in me that <laughs> that maybe it could be three and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As far as I was concerned, the, the toughest game was the Heat game because, well, apart from the fact that they they topped the East and they're probably our biggest challenge out there in the East, um, it was at uh, the Heat's home stomping ground. So. Yeah, I mean, I heard today that they haven't lost a season opener for 15 years as well. 15 years. I heard that too. That's nuts. I meant to say that earlier, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fantastic uh, for us. Yeah. Um, Would hope that we can take the Wizards and then Cleveland could go either way, but it's at home. And theoretically, we'll have Zach back. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we'll quickly touch on the Cavs game. I think it's is it one a.m. Sunday morning for us. I I thought tomorrow's was one a.m. as well, but I was shocked when I saw it was midnight. Um, nearly missed it, but yeah, um, <laughs> I believe it is one a.m. Sunday for us. Um, if it's not, I'll be putting out on the socials anyway. Yeah, uh, they actually lost their opener yes last night to Raptors one hundred eight one hundred five. Um, they also lost Darius Garland after about 13 minutes. He went off with a laceration on the inside of his eyelid, which was sounds... It, was it on the inside yeah. of his eyelid? Yeah. So, ah, ow! Yeah, so I'd imagine that's going to take a good couple of weeks to recover from. So potentially, yeah, you know, yeah. they haven't got a game in between last night and then us on Saturday. So... I mean, he's going to have, what, two, three days there, which I imagine something like that's going to end up swelling up as well. Possibly well, you, you would think injury. so. And it, it's not something you can, like, stick a patch over it and carry on playing in basketball. You kind of need pretty good yeah. vision to, to hit your shots. Otherwise, well, you, you, you lose your depth perception. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needed the goggles just to catch the ball, though. That's a different story altogether. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword for me if Garland sits on Saturday because he's a major part of my fantasy league team. However, balls are more important. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, if he's not playing against us, I'm I'm not going to be that disappointed. So I think Donovan Mitchell got 31 or 32 points last night on his debut for him. So obviously he'll be a threat for us on Saturday. Plus, they're just massive, aren't they? Yeah. In this front court, so hopefully Vooch can deal with Jarrett Allen. Um, God knows who's going to be at the four to watch Evan Mobley. <laughs> well, P. Will's chance to show us his uh, defensive chops if he is there. Yeah, so that you just said, I think we're both now leaning towards three and zero by the end of the weekend. Well, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's within it's within reach now more so than it was I think. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've got nothing else from the Heat game or the next two games. Obviously, we plan to be back maybe Monday to recap the Wizards and the Cavs game. Yeah. Um. Unless there's any major news that breaks over the weekend, then 
Yeah. Which hopefully there won't be. <laughs> hopefully the only news that does break is good news with regards yeah. to that. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you've got anything else? Uh, no, other than uh, it was great to be back watching uh, regular season Bulls basketball, uh, especially to get a W. It was uh, it was it was nice, nice to be able yep. to sit down and enjoy it. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, like I say, we'll aim to be back next week, uh, and appreciate anybody who has, has listened to this. Certainly, seem to be gaining followers or listeners all over the place as we found out we've got one in Bermuda, or at least one in Bermuda anyway. Yeah. Which, yeah. whoever you are, we appreciate it. Get Absolutely. in touch. We'll maybe get you on as a guest at some point. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And uh, as usual, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK, and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil. Uh, find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the Sea Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, Sea Red, go Bulls. Talk to you later. It's time for the-